Two runners for the Twins tonight. A walk in the third, another in the sixth. A 1-1 serve. Swinging a base hit out into right center. A rise breaks up the no-no. And Dillon just put his hands on his knees. That was a solid base hit. And he gets a standing ovation. And Ethan Katz will walk out and they'll talk it over. ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley here till 1230. Dion Miller on the pregame. Leading us into the game. First pitch 110. Connor and DJ have the call right here on ESPN 1000. That was a bit of a heartbreaker last night, but you got to admire Cease going right after a rise. Again, you know, I guess he could have tried to pitch around him, but he challenged him, and he had success all game long, but it was down to the last out, and Dylan Cease lost the no-hitter. But what a fabulous performance it was. Seven strikeouts on the night. Not his best game for strikeouts, Brian, but certainly a wonderful, wonderful performance, and that man has a no-hitter in his future at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Very efficient. Uh, We talked about earlier, 103 pitches. If Tony was there, even though he had a relatively low pitch count, I don't know that old school Tony. He might not have seen the the eighth inning, right? Yeah, because he only only took him 40 pitches to get through the first four innings, 50 through the first five, 71 through six, and... Unfortunately, he the the one and one slider to a right. It was a 99th pitch for him. Yeah, and uh, and it was a solid single. It wasn't yep. a bloop. It wasn't you know a cheapy. So and and Arise obviously you know, he's the he's, I know it's old school step, but he has the highest batting average. So he's a stud. He's a hard player to get out, and that was quite the matchup in such a crucial point of the game, not score wise, but in Dylan ceases bid for a no-hitter. We've got the uh, starting lineup for today. Now, Luis Robert is, has been reinstated. He was out on, uh, he had uh, his wrist injury, and I think it's still an issue. He was on paternity leave. Congratulations. He's a new yeah, he dad. he was going to be examined today yep. uh, when yep. he got to the to the stadium. So. Right. Uh, so he is not, he's here, but he's not in the lineup. We've got uh, Elvis Andrews batting first at shortstop. Andrew Vaughn in left field today. Jose Abreu batting third at first base. Aloy Jimenez, he's DHing today. Good place for him. Gavin Sheets in right field batting fifth. Yasmani behind the plate batting sixth. A.J. Pollock, who was leading off for a while there, is now in seventh uh, at, at uh, in the seventh slot at in center field. Leori Garcia batting eighth at third base. And Romy Gonzalez, he's playing second base today with Lucas Giolito on the hill. Uh, Josh Harrison gets the day off. I like what Miguel's been doing. You know, I, I think the the energy he brought, you know, from the bench-clearing melee a couple nights ago to, uh, you know, just they've panned to him in the club or in the uh, dugout, and it just seems like he's having a lot of fun right with the guys, right? He's a contemporary of the guys. They're having a lot of fun. And you can the energy is palpable. You can tell. You can see what's going on. And again, winning is fun and fun is winning. So it's hard it. yeah. it's hard not to have fun when uh you're winning. And um, you know, Romy Gonzalez said it yesterday too that he just feels like there's a different energy with with his teammates that they want to get to the ballpark earlier. They want to, you know, they, it, it just seems different to him. Again, it's a four game win streak. It's not 14, but it has to start somewhere. And now you're two games out of first place and a game out of second place. And you still have a lot of work to do. And 
even just taking two or three is, is a decent weekend, but you don't need decent weekends. You need sweep weekends. The time, need- yeah, the time is now. And we're doing this without our big, big stars, quote unquote, a few of them, Mankata, Anderson, and Luis Robert. We have some news from Miguel Cairo, the uh, acting manager on the status of Luis Robert here. We're just going to give him, you know, I think it was a decision between a training room, myself, you know, and he, he told us that, that he wanted to take one more day so that he can hit a, get some fly balls in the, in the outfield. And, uh, you know, for tomorrow he will be, in, he will be playing in Seattle. All right, so it sounds like uh, he's in for the Mariners uh, series, which we could use him. But again, we're getting this done against the Twins, who have their share of injuries. I mean, Buxton, who has killed us, mm-hmm. is not in the lineup. Sano has even killed us in past years. He's not in the lineup. So they're missing some key people. And, uh, you know, that that certainly has helped. But, you know, it wasn't a close game yesterday. Dylan Cease was absolutely dominating. And we hit home runs. Yeah, Aloy with the three-run home run. He's back at it today. Really good to see him get heated up here. Um, it would be very interesting from my perspective to see how the Twins respond today, right? Um, we talked about it. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, the manager, you know, sat Correa and Kepler in the fifth when was, they were down 7 nothing, conceded the game because it's 7 nothing. Dylan Cease is out there dealing. Um, how do they respond? Because they, they got beat both games to start the series and got really uh, uh, beat down yesterday. So they have to... They're angry, start- and that's a... that's They're a good team, and they're angry now. To get beat like that, you know, it's... If it's- they're not angry, then that speaks even more, make much more of a concern for Minnesota fans if they just kind of show up and just go through the motions today after that. Right. You would expect them to be like, hey, we got to steal one game. We got to get leave here with one win and put a little distance between us and the White Sox. And there was some question as if we were going to see Jorge Polanco, another guy who has killed us, and he was placed on the 10-day as of yesterday. So we are definitely not going to see him. Next time we see the Twins, likely we will see him, but we won't see him today. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Look, they have a lot of talented players on that team, and certainly getting beat by by the score of 13-0, the Grand Slam, and everything that's gone on so far, they have every reason to be angry. But we have to we have to just keep playing our game, Brian. And I don't know what has happened differently with all of a sudden this rash of home runs. It's a good problem to have. Oh, you can't man. even call it a problem. But it, it is as if a switch went on. And, and how you can't really attribute that to Tony not being the clubhouse anymore. But doesn't it seem like to have aligned with that? It has. I mean, it's, a coincidence or not. And yeah. that look, your your home park is a home run hitters park, and you have not taken advantage of that while the opposing teams certainly have. And we talked about it for two, three months now. You're living down in the lower, you know, you're you're like third, fourth fewest home runs in Major League Baseball. You're not going anywhere without that. So now you're starting to see every other day uh, multi home run games, and almost every day at least one home run. Right. So. Yep. You need that. I mean, as much as Dylan Cease, you know where you're going to get from him, and hopefully you're going to start seeing Lucas Giolito be you know, the guy that we've seen him be before and not this up-and-down guy. Um, it all comes into taking stress off you when you actually have a laugher or two a week instead of you know coming from behind or, or nursing a one-run lead. You know, Not only do you need wins, you need to start 
building up a confidence within that clubhouse that yeah, you know, we are a different team now. We're not a single sitting team now. That's right. You know that the get them on, get them over, get them in is is great, but it makes it makes for some heavy lifting. You know, just feel free. Well, to it's happened all season. We we haven't seen a dominant performance uh, like yesterday. You know that hasn't been the case, but our pitchers are starting pitchers more often than not have giving uh, given us every reason to be able to win a game, and the offense hasn't responded. Now it's happening. What yeah, has and, changed? And and you know uh, last night it was a nationally uh, broadcast game, and again a lot of people were watching uh, Ohio State Notre Dame, the you know the best I guess the best college game offered on, on network TV, but um, Dylan Cease. Probably improved his uh, Cy Young credentials as much as we know what he's all about here. Uh, people get to see him and not just look at his numbers. And right now it's a two-man race. You mentioned it earlier, Mark. Verlander. That, yeah. yeah, Verlander is still the favorite. Uh, FanDuel odds this morning at, at minus 155. You'd have to put $155 on Verlander to win 100 should he win the Cy Young. And Dylan Cease is at plus 110. And then the third choice is Shane uh, McClanahan, and he's plus 2,700. So it's a two-man race for the Cy Young. And Dylan Cease keeps dealing, dealing like he dealt last night. He can, uh, he can be the favorite soon enough. Do we, do we know how last night improved his chances, his odds? Uh, I do not, but okay. I would think. I would it, think it must have been a measurable jump. Right. I will say this. How about the White Sox run differential that used to be 40s, 50s, you know, not not good when you think you're a playoff uh, contending team. You see games like that where you're you're putting up 13 and you're holding uh, putting a goose egg up on the opponents. Now for the season, they're only a minus 23, and that's a hell of an improvement within one week's time. So, um, you know, coincides with winning four straight. And um, here you go. You got to win today, Lucas. Don't feel any pressure, but it's all on you, bud. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, after seeing what. Uh... Dylan did last night, and knowing that he had a bad outing, knowing what this guy has done. Remember those uh, those promos they were running between the uh, uh, you know innings on TV. What was it last year, the year before? Worst pitcher in baseball, and then he ended up getting a no hitter. I mean, he's fought his way back from adversity. Lucas Giolito has it in him. What will he be able to do today? It's a big game, and they've all been big games, especially at this point in the season where they're at. They're all big game opportunities. Three one two. Yep. For those of you who didn't hear Dylan Cease post game on the field with uh, Ken Rosenthal, we should revisit that because he knew what was going on. Uh, Sebi Savala said he thought even in warmups it could be a, a special night for Dylan Cease, but by the third inning he thought this could be no hitter type stuff. Um, Dylan dialed in a little bit later, but he finally got there. Yeah, we'll hear that audio when we come back here to wrap things up and get you over to pregame. Dion Miller on the pregame for the White Sox game today. She's here at 1230 with that. Then Connor and DJ have the call starting at 110. Again, Giolito on the mound going for the sweep against the Twins at the guaranteed rate field. You hear all the action here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Dylan, complete game shutout. Difficult to be disappointed with that. But what are your emotions right now after coming so close? Uh, I am disappointed, but like you said, to win CG, um, 
I'll take it, but yeah, it's a little disappointing. The at-bat with a rise, what was your approach? Did you think about possibly pitching around him? Yeah, I, I didn't want to give him anything too much, uh, too good to hit, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to fall behind and walk him either, so just try to get it down, and uh, he got to it. When did you get the feeling that tonight could be special? I think around the sixth, um, you know, I really got dialed in with my fastball command, and they had been swinging so early that I was at like 40-something or 50 pitches through five, so, um, you know, I knew I knew from there I had a chance at a CG at the very least. Now, you guys had a long eighth inning, six runs scored. Yeah. How did you keep your focus? Uh, when you got a no-hitter on the line, it's not hard to stay focused. What will you take from this game, ultimately? That you can't ever, you can't ever uh, take a pitch off. Not that I did take one off there, but um, it's not over till it's over. So, um, you know, he, I'm sure he wanted to end it as much as I wanted it. So, um, you know, good for them and, uh, yeah, good win for us. Dylan, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. That was payback there for that uh, granny that Andrews hit. <laughs> you, you know Arise was thinking that, right? Sure I mean, you saw it in his eyes. It's like, yeah. ah, I'm going to make you pay for that. You know, it was uh, one hell of a performance. Kept us on the edge of our seats. As they say, you don't need the whole seat. You just need the edge. <laughs> uh, so it was it was great. And looking into Verlander, you know, we were talking about the uh, Saw Young, uh, uh, you know, the uh, odds for Dylan behind Justin. Verlander's out till mid-September. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least. And that means Dylan gets another start. And that's if he comes back in mid-September. Another start or two for Dylan. So, you know, things could improve. It would be nice to see, especially because he wasn't an all-star. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, anyone, you know, they're going to say, well, how'd that happen? But I think all-star Cy Young, you'll go Cy Young. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, if, if we had the choice, yeah, yeah, if if all things were, um, you know, created equal, yes. Cy Young would be better, and uh, we'd rather take that. If we had to give up the all-star appearance for Dylan, gladly take a Cy Young. But, yeah, last night was really, really exciting. It was a blowout in every sense of the word. As we were talking about it earlier, we haven't had many laughers this year. Maybe one other one that I can remember. A uh, year before last, we had, uh, or actually it was last year, we had more than a few laughers. So it's nice to see it takes the takes the pressure off the uh, the pitchers and the bullpen certainly, especially last night. You know, it's another day of rest for the arms in the bullpen. Well, look, uh, you don't have to win by thirteen every game, but we talked about it earlier. They weren't even winning by three runs no. until Thursday, and Way that too was close. the first time since August seventh at Texas. So that's. You know that you've just been in way too many close games with you know first of all we know the the percentage against uh, winning teams has not been anything you want to talk about so hopefully that changes but you've been in you know close games with teams like Kansas City that you should be beaten by three four or five runs without by just showing up remember that nonsense earlier in the season well the easy part of the schedules coming oh up. yeah here it comes August we're gonna just breeze right through it and, and basically it was a 500 August because they were a 500 team and oh here comes you know the the 17 game stretch against division opponents it's time to to really hit the accelerator and and you know get to first place and create some distance and that didn't work out so well 
No, you just have to go prove it. You just you know stop talking about what's upcoming. Just keep showing up to the ballpark. And, and yeah, and, and stop and stop talking about the schedule. You you have to play who you have to play. If they're a losing team, that does not mean anything. And they played down to competition. They're standing up to competition now. And this is how it has to go to the end if they want a chance. And we're going to see the Mariners tomorrow and they're no slouch as well no, so it's no. it's going to be a, a, a tough test we'll eventually see the twins again the guardians uh the a's again not a great team but certainly not anything we've, we've got to pedal to the metal as they say brian all yep. the way to the end of the season but i like what i see the energy as you said romy gonzalez has made a point to say it just feels different and from a fan point of view all of a sudden, these home runs are being hit, and they weren't being hit before. What is different? It's not something you can easily explain. But ironically, it seems to align with what Tony Larusa is going through. And I'm not sure you could draw a straight line, but it certainly seems ironic enough to be able to try to connect those dots. Right. I mean, I don't think it's just coincidence. Uh, you know, when we before Tony's health issues uh, surfaced this week. We kept we kept talking at nauseum about how Jerry will never fire Tony, and Tony would probably have to go to Jerry and say, "I'm out. The team's not responding to me. They they've quit on me." Or, little did we know, we didn't add the or a doctor has to say. Right, because but we did see the Phillies get a huge bump, and it wasn't a two week bump when they fired Joe Girardi, and and you usually get some. At the minimum, you see some uh, burst of energy from the team, and sometimes it flames out in a week. Other times, it has uh, uh, power to sustain. But, you know, and we always have to say, well, we, we hope Tony the best and hope he's healthy and it's nothing serious. But that said, the change, medical reasons or not, has coincided with a different, not only a four-game win streak, but a different feel, hitting home runs, which electrifies a crowd and gets people on their feet. And so it's just it just has a different feel. Now, you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, we might be saying, well, it's back to the same old White Sox. But you had to start somewhere, and they've done that. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting in that if Tony does get clearance, clearance, will, yeah, will he will he come back? And if he does, does he just kind of settle into what's been going on and let Miguel just kind of run things? Because I mean, he's he's got to be able to see the obvious, what's going on. This team has woken up. Yeah, I mean, I, let's let's hope we don't have uh, the Rick Hans probably hoping he doesn't have to have that conversation. Hey, we're, hey look, soon. everybody's rooting for the health of Tony Larusa, but if that means that he has to take some extra time, because again, once you get and I made this statement yesterday, if your doctor's saying you can't manage and this is really what's happening, nothing's going to happen that quickly that all of a sudden you're up for the grind again. So yeah. I would imagine that this is what it's going to look like for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think he's, you know, what was the old thing? You take a baby aspirin a day and cut down your, your chances to yeah, have it's, issues. Right, it's not, not going to reverse itself like that. No. If, there, if there was an issue like that. We've got one more call to take. Got to take it real quick before we get out of here. Dave in Plainfield, what you got real quick, bud? You, you guys ask what's different? I'll tell you what's different. You got a manager who's on the first, the top step of a dugout, whether they're on the field or whether they're batting, and he's cheering them along. And your team takes over the persona from your manager. He, our manager was in the dugout and fell asleep during a game. I mean, it's, a, it's just a totally different management style. It is. Cheering them on. And, it is. And, and, and thanks, Dave, for the phone call. You know, and maybe this is the role where Tony is consulting Miguel, but Miguel's taking the lead. And, 
And I mean, we, we like the results. We certainly like the results, and we just have to keep it going, Brian. Today is game three of the three games set against the Twins here at guaranteed rate. And as you said, nothing else is acceptable but a sweep. And uh, after last, last night's lopsided win, we can't, we can't get cocky. We cannot sit back and hope, you know, and just assume that it's going to happen for us. No, keep that team down. Make them, you know, you slide into second place today, uh, or t- uh, tie anyway, but let them know you're here. You're going to make some noise now. All right, Deion Miller's next with the pregame show here on ESPN 1000. Connor and DJ have the call at 110. Brian, I'll see you in a couple weeks. We've got next weekend off. Have fun. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Jake. And uh, go White Sox. Deion Miller next with the pregame show here on ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great day.